welcome back to another Ag Watchers. Uh, we wanted to get a bit more coverage on the biggest talking point at the moment in, in grains, and that is the situation on the border of Russia and Ukraine. <clears throat> so we thought we would get somebody who is close to the action, so to speak, somebody, I guess, very close, up, very, but, very close to the action. Very close. Uh, Masha Belikova from Fast Markets Stroke AgriCensus. So, Masha, can you give us a bit of an intro, very short and sharp, about who you are and what you do? Hello, guys. Uh, uh, my name is Masha Belikova, as guys already said. So, I am covering uh, wheat, corn, and barley markets for AgriCensus. I am looking closely. Uh, on the Black Sea region and also Australia and Asia. So I trying to compare these two markets and uh, I'm Ukraine and not in Dnipro, which is only 200 kilometers from the border. So I'm the closest <laughs> probably. Uh, yeah, that's like uh, in, in short uh, way, uh, that's all I want to say. So, so, so you're only 200 kilometers from the border. <laughs> yeah. So, so we'll, we'll talk about that a bit more in a little while. But we've got our word association and okay. our, our, our six senses. So we'll, we'll give you six words, uh, one after the other. And you tell us the first thing that, that springs to mind. Matt, I'll let you go first. I'll start off with an easy one. Russia. <laughs> the border. <laughs> Putin. A man. China. Red. Mm. <laughs> wheat, mar wheat markets. Interesting. <laughs> Haggis. Haggis? Haggis. Do you know that one? It's Haggis. It's like a Scottish food. Oh, um, brown. Because I have another association with that word, you know. That's a pretty good guess, actually. It is pretty brown looking. That probably that probably covers the entire Scottish uh, culinary cuisine. It's just brown. <laughs> yes. Or deep fried. Deep, brown and deep fried. Yeah. I think that's it. Have we gone six? There's one more for you, but that's all right. We can, um, we can run with I'm, that. I'm still jet lagged, so I'm all there. We'll, we'll call that six. Yeah, Andrew, Andrew, you just flew over the Ukraine, didn't you, on your way back? Or did they do a detour on the past the uh, troubles? Well, we went, we flew just north of Ukraine, just north of the the Ukrainian Russian border. So, but but there was no no issues. We we made it, just. So, so so Masha, mm. you are on the ground in Ukraine. Yes, uh, I am. You're 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 a well-known commentator in the international grain markets. What's the, what's the phone calls been like this week and last week? Phones been going oh, crazy. Uh, yeah, it has been uh, crazy. Like for me uh, personally, I don't really watch news because I had them. <laughs> so even I am a journalist and I have to watch news. I do not do that in my private life, but. Uh, I have been uh, asked so many times, like million times, uh, about what is going on in the market. So 
at some point I started to be very tired of that and decided to just go and ask everybody <laughs> in response to get some knowledge and some ideas. So uh, currently it's a bit really controversial because uh, when you're talking to some locals like Russian and Ukrainians, they are pretty calm. So they are like, okay, you're watching the news, but everything is still going the same way as it was like. And uh, one thing I noticed on my side that Russians are more quiet now, like we usually have a good conversations, jokings, uh, joke about something, but now they are like, you have seen that in youth, okay. <laughs> uh, and uh, on the other side, there, is, there are some guys from overseas and those guys are kind of not panic, but uh, they're very cautious. They asking a lot of questions, like even the same guy was asking me almost every day the same question, like, what do you think about that situation? Is there any changes in the market? So the biggest concern is probably from the European guys. Uh, they like they are a bit worried about their payments because for now everything is okay still, but uh, there are some risks for sure uh, with finance because uh, I'm not an expert in that, but uh, I guess that force majeure, like VAR is mm. force majeure and in that <clears throat> case you don't get uh, insurance. So it's a bit risky to do like big contracts for now. But at the same time, <clears throat> some uh, buyers like Egypt, for example, they have been in the market, they have been asking and even buying some wheat, for example, in last two weeks. So it's a bit weird, you know, like uh, I have uh, my personal guess that uh, for now, uh, those who left in the market, like still buying the same way as before is... Uh, are more the guys who are spot buyers, like Egypt, for example. But even here, there are some exceptions because uh, Egypt was buying for much. Yep. Like when people talking that possible invasion could be in February. So, you know, it's a bit mm. weird. And Asia guys, they for now, they're just asking questions. But I think they're in safe hands because... You guys know that Australia can supply a lot of wheat for them, especially feed wheat this season. So they are not worried too much uh, and just watching what is going on and where the prices are. And uh, yeah, I think if you look at the if you look at the news from our perspective, yeah. what we're what we're seeing from halfway around the world, Nasha, um, it yeah. looks as though anything out of anything out of America, it seems like the American politicians are you know, kind of almost suggesting it's about to happen, there's going to be an invasion tomorrow. Whereas um, some, <laughs> of the, some of the reports coming directly from the Ukraine, certainly you know, any Ukrainian uh, and, 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 and even Russia. Yeah, and in, within Russia as well, most people, the citizens of both countries are kind of saying, oh, it's probably not likely to happen. So, and, you know, and, and actually the government of those. Yeah. Because yeah, that, well, that, that, that's what I was talking to, 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 to Brett from Grain Growers about it today on, on a on a video they're putting out this week on the subject mm -hmm. is that a lot of it is saber rattling between countries, but most of mm -hmm. that actually seems to be coming from the U S 
most yes. of most of the big statements are coming from them. You know, like you said, Matt, yeah. that's exactly what I was. Would it be, that's what to say. Would it be fair to say, Masha, that most citizens of the Ukraine are a little bit concerned, but they're not that worried that it's really going to eventuate into a hot war? Well, uh, you know, it's uh, it depends on uh, if you're watching the news like every day, all the time, or you don't, because if you will just sit on your sofa and watch the TV all day long, of course you would be scared. Like I have. Uh, so, like some friends and some my mates uh, are even preparing some guns and something like that. It's crazy, but it's true, really, because they're watching that every day. And uh, like you said that uh, U.S. making a big statement, and it's true. Like, uh, I don't understand why, but like this week we... Uh, have seen a lot of hate for our president because uh, on the speech he say that uh, please calm down don't panic nothing is going to happen like we really hope that nothing is going to happen and all that stuff and a lot of hate was over him because of that like how we can panic when Russia is going to invite us but like it's like there is risk, of course, and like it's a bit concerning, not a bit, but a lot of concern in that. But it's not okay to, to make big statements and make people panic because it's not okay. We already have COVID, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. we have a lot of things to worry about. So, yeah. And uh, there is another part of Ukrainians and uh, also a lot of uh, people among my friends as well and me as well uh who just okay okay like i have some money i can like if anything happens i can go somewhere but i don't think it will happen yeah and i even planning some trips for february so yeah just just in case but it's yeah, just like 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 it is clearly like it's clearly very concerning because obviously so many troops yeah. on the border it's it's something that should be of concerning but i don't think those statements from the us and other european countries britain 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 included are helpful to the situation yeah, uh, they are not helpful for sure because it's more of panic as well and uh we saw that some of the medias overseas medias are even saying bullshit <laughs> like Yesterday, I don't know if you have seen, but uh, CNN show that uh, kind of Russian troops already on the Russian territory in Ukraine and Kharkiv, and they called our Kharkiv Russian. And let's why yeah. you can just check the fact, guys. Yeah, but uh, uh, for for us, uh, like the troops on the border is concerning for sure. Uh, but at the same time, we are in that war situation for already five years or even more, seven more. years, right? Mm. Or even more. I'm sorry, I already don't forget, don't remember <laughs> uh, what year it started, but like it has been the same all that years. And unfortunately, we already get used to that. And it's not the first time when Russia just uh, sending her troops to our border. It's not the first time. That's why Ukrainians are more like, okay, something is preparing. Maybe they really just trying to show something. But 
we don't get it as something like really, really bad, you know, and it's more overseas media that trying to show that in this way. That's the scene. And of course, our media reacting on that and also trying to like to make a bit big headlines to to sell to sell yeah. news to sell newspapers and and, yes. and and sell articles that's that's what happens yes yes but in terms of one one of this is just out of curiosity you know in yeah. in, in australia as soon as we have anything go wrong with covid all of our shops sell out of everything uh, there's a lot of <laughs> so 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 when whenever we had any lockdowns our shops sold out of goods almost immediately uh, are yeah. you saying are you seeing similar sort of issues in ukraine with supermarkets no. nope no no everything is uh, just the same you still can buy like toilet paper you know you can, you can buy toilet paper okay well. <laughs> of course yes <laughs> well, i can send you some if you want <laughs> well well it's probably a lot more sensible people in ukraine than in australia <laughs> so. uh I think that uh, you have been to really, really strict lockdowns and we haven't. We have only one at the beginning and it was just for one month. And then uh, people just were on the streets and even they were wearing masks that everything was open. And even if when we had uh, a second lockdown, everything was closed officially, but you still can go even to pubs if you know some places where you can go, you know. So it's a big difference between Australia and Ukraine. I don't think that you have the same. Or you do? No. We don't get, we don't get, we don't get the, uh, the only reporting that comes to us out from the Ukraine is all about this potential war. We, we wouldn't know what the situation is over there with regards to COVID. Has it been, has it been you know, you said you had, what, two lockdowns that were significant, but pretty much that was it, is it? And it, is, is the spread of the virus much or are people vaccinated? What's the status there in the Ukraine? Because all we hear about is the potential for war, nothing else. Like, like I said, uh, uh, you still can buy everything. Like people are not buying more uh, because of that. Maybe uh, one thing that we noticed just yesterday with my husband that uh, the uh, the price for guns went up because I think there is more demand. And we have some friends that uh, haven't them before. They were asking my husband, like, how to get it, uh, where we can get the documents for that and how fast it can be. But in terms of usual regular like products, like some sugar or toilet paper or water, no. Everything is just the same, yeah. So go, going back to grains and, and the yeah. grains market, um, the last time Russia invaded was 2014 when the sort of annexation of the Crimea. Mm -hmm. That was a conflict that was still pretty much going on just now. There's still a lot of uh, activity there up until recent times. Yeah, it's just going on the same way for years already. But, but that, the sort of, if you look back at the market from that period of time, mm -hmm. the market rose really really fast you know 15 20 percent or so in the course of that february march period and then there wasn't really any impact on the grain market or 
logistics of getting grain out of the country. And then the market sort of collapsed back again. It sort of lost its yeah. lost its strength. That if if we're looking if we're looking at this as being fingers crossed, touch wood, hopefully mm-hmm. that hopefully there is no conflict and it's all just mm-hmm. a bit of negotiations. The market has priced a premium in there for risk, for risk of a conflict. Yeah. yeah. What's your views or the views of the people you speak to about if nothing happens? Uh, you know, one interesting thing uh, that I noticed for this week and last week is that uh, Russian and Ukrainian wheat prices are actually stuck. They are not moving at all. While everything uh, around, like European prices, even Romanian prices, uh, Australia, I guess, as well, because of the CBOT, but uh, everything is moving up except Russia and Ukraine for wheat market. So I guess it's it's still more about demand and it's still more about uh, some taxes and other regulations in Russia than uh, because of the conflict. Uh, I was but, thinking but that, but that, like... But that's, Masha, that's physical prices, yeah? Yeah, that's physical price, yes. Where, whereas I wonder if, you know, the rises on, say, Matif or, on, or okay. Cibot is all speculator driven? Which is, think, spe- yes. which is speculator, yeah. speculator can't access Russian physical wheat prices. Uh, well, so I wonder if I wonder it's, if it's, I wonder if it's people reading the newspapers in in New York or Chicago and saying Russia about to invade Ukraine, Ukraine and Russia produce you know a third yeah, of the world's like, wheat. That's let's yeah. let's buy some wheat. It could just be that, and then <laughs> then it's then it it falls close soon afterwards yeah yeah i think it will all come down just a bit later and like you see that there was increase i'm not really an expert in uh, futures market to be honest but uh you have seen that for a few days there was like huge increase but even yesterday it was already not the same so like yeah, yeah. i don't know Maybe they just uh, earned some money and now trying to sell it. But you, you see that I think that uh, guys uh, who trade in uh, futures, they also have to see what is going on at the cash. So to compare that or to hedge uh, against the cash. And when you uh, see that Chicago is moving up and Matif is mo- moving up, but the cash is still there at the same place. I think you you should uh, have some concerns about that, you know. Yeah, and even trades happening. Exactly. That's what that's what I'm thinking as well. Is that as as the disconnect yeah. continues this- and, inc- and and increases, then that will see m- money come out of futures. So. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's and and that's what we want to happen, really, because we don't we don't yeah. want because we don't want a conflict. <laughs> so, so, so whereabouts are you based, Masha? You're 200 kilometers from the Russian border. Mm, yes, yeah, around that, yeah. So, so north of Kiev, east of Kiev. Uh, it's uh, north of Kiev. Oh no, I'm sorry, south of Kiev. Uh, it's if you look at Ukraine, it's uh, almost in the middle of Ukraine, on the right side of Dnipro. 
which yep. is the river. Yep. So our city was uh, and still is a very industrial one. So it's not for the tourists. Yep. Like if you want to see some metal plants, you can come, of course, but it's not for some uh, historic science or something like that. So, uh, yeah. And is there any, in terms of cropping in that area, is there much cropping yeah. in that area? Yeah, yeah. It's one of the main regions, especially for sunflowers and for corn. <clears throat> and what, what stage of the season are they in just now? They will, they'll be waiting to plant? Or uh, for now, it's uh, middle of winter here, and it's a bit weird that you have summer now <laughs> for yep. us. Uh, so the planting has already finished, and now we're just sitting and watching the weather. And the farmers uh, going somewhere on Maldives, you know, <laughs> yep. because it's the most silent period of the time. And for now, uh, the weather is actually almost perfect for the crops because we have uh, uh, low temperatures, we have snow and uh, the temperatures are not extreme. So are they totally okay for this time of the year? So everything so far looking good, but we still have spring ahead and usually spring shows what we will have because uh, two years ago when we have a draw, uh, we had a good winter, a lot of snow, and people were happy that we have a lot of snow. But then, uh, draw came, and all that water and moisture just vanished, and uh, the the rest of the uh, spring and early summer was really hot. So we have big loses for all the crops. So yeah, like for now. It's good to see. It's good to see that you mentioned about the Russian farmers now, and there's oh, sorry, the Ukrainian farmers. When there's not much to um, there's not much to do, they go to the Maldives. Did you say it's a bit? Sounds a bit like the Australian farmers, Andrew. When there's harvest is finished, they head off to the beach as well. It's exactly the same. It doesn't matter where they are around the world. The farmers look to head to the <laughs> beach when, they, when they've got a break. Uh, wait, wait, Mark, you got to be. You got to actually preface that. Grain farmers go to the beach because you got to remember that livestock farmers never take never 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 take never take a day off in in their entire life. But but yeah, it's like it is. It is really concerning at the moment. This this whole this whole sort of Ukraine Russia thing, and we've I guess we've seen markets like this before. You know, yeah. 2014 and and that's why when we've been quite measured in we obviously talk about markets all the time although i've been on holiday for the last month uh, but the, the reality is we think it's more important to be a bit measured about it and yeah. in the reporting and that's what we've tried to do is say well here's the here's the facts here's the numbers i still yes. think i still you know i'm hopeful and I, and i think there's not much to gain by russia and there's not much to gain by anyone from a conflict. And, yeah. I, and I think that conflict is more likely to be, you know, cyber warfare like we've already seen occurring and all that sort of more more dark sort of warfare. And yeah. uh, we, we, we shall see. There's just hope that it, that it, that it doesn't. So. Yeah, you know, uh... As we have been asked so many questions, we also try to make an article on that saying, 
like from the economic uh, economic part of you, uh, it, like it's just total politic. But uh, if there is something in that region, it's not good for Russia as well because they have such a huge taxes now, and they have such a huge income to the government budget because of the taxes, you know. So if there is something in Black Sea they can't export as well and it's not about uh, it's not just about the grains it's about uh, more other commodities uh, so it's not okay for them as well and uh, uh, if we compare the situations like now and before in 2014 it's different because now uh, like our country is uh, Everything is calm, you know, we don't have any revolutions uh, for now. And uh, if they do some invasion, it would be like um, very um, obvious, you know, because last time uh, they were doing that during the revolution when uh, Ukrainian situation was not uh, calm and it was very uh, volatile and uh, they were trying to say that they are protecting some Russian people in Ukraine and now they can't say that, you know, it's mm. it would be just weird, you know, uh, especially as we are in conflict for like almost nine eight years yeah uh, so uh, from that perspective it's also different so i think it's more political game and it's a game between us and russia to be honest that's only my personal guess so no, I, I, I think can say I, it's I, I, for sure i think i probably agree with you but it's, you made an interesting point there about uh russia not being able to export and that's one of the things that all the commentary i've seen is you know all about Ukraine and how much Ukraine exports to the market. Yes, but it's also about but, Russia. But, it, but it's also Russia, and and that's of and course. I wrote and I wrote in my article. I wrote an article on on this other day, just looking at the, the the numbers, and I specifically looked at well Russia plus Ukraine because it all goes through that narrow part of the world. Yes. Does it? Yes. It doesn't really. It's not just a Ukraine issue. It's Ukraine and Russia as a yes a, as yes. a as a conglomeration of, of, of nations. And I think yeah, that's, and that's what we forget. Like, so if there was a conflict, it would be huge for, yes. for, for everything. And if you like, uh, I, I guess that you heard about some concerns that it's uh, Russia going to take Ukrainian ports in Black Sea. But if you look at the map, if they are doing so, then it means all the Black Sea, like not just Ukrainian ports are blocked. And it's, like it's a disaster and i think nobody will just do that because people actually and in that market think about money more so it's yeah. a lot of money so you know now it's it is, it is scary uh, but fingers crossed as we say yeah but so at the moment you, your thinking is probably similar to ours that it will Hopefully, I'm sorry, guys. But this is what we, this is why we got you on, Masha, is because, you know, as analysts, like Matt and ourselves are analysts, we, we focus obviously heavily on Australia, yeah. uh, as you know, because we talk quite often. And, <laughs> yes. Uh, but we we also look at things that are happening overseas, and you, you can look at it from an external point of view and 
form of view on it, but it's always worthwhile talking to somebody on the ground. We obviously say boots on the ground uh, and sometimes that's using a different term, but, uh, (laughs) but, but talking, talking to you or talking, like say, for instance, to Andre over in Russia or, you know, uh, people over in in the UK or or Europe, you get that idea of what's actually happening on the ground and what the feelings are. I guess as much as the just what the data and numbers are, because I know yeah. it's just too hard to get a real view on it from the other side of the planet. And, yeah, and that's where it was it's useful to get get the view from you and and what's really happening. Thanks. Well. Uh, I can also add something that because of that situation, there is a lot of speculation in in our local markets as well, which is adding some yeah, volatility to the market. Like yesterday, for example, there was a rumor uh, among the locals that U.S. companies were asked to postpone or delay some operations in uh, Ukraine, like stop buying or something like that so it was weird because it was in some very very local groups discussed uh but i like everything is possible right now so i was uh, trying to ask some guys that working in that companies like in big companies and they all said no we still working like it's only the company decision what they do and how they manage the risks. But if you need to lower the cargo, you will still buy and do operations. So nothing really changed. I guess I guess in a volatile time, but, a volatile time just like just now, it's very easy for the market to move very big swings. Oh, yes. Like it, it only takes it only takes one rumor or somebody to throw a firework in the air, and yeah. for 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 all of a sudden to be you know, twitterized and uh, yeah. then then the market moves. Maybe maybe it was just that rumor just now. <laughs> <laughs> Everything will be okay. <laughs> yeah, everything's okay, and then so let's 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 go and uh, short some wheat and. Uh, War's over, and uh, we should be able to make some money off of it. But it is. Yeah. But it is. Uh, look, I do worry that the market is becoming a bit sort of uh, quick to react. And but I think it's also partially to do with the fact that this time of year, there's generally not much else happening, really. Yeah. So it's a good uh, time to speculate. Yeah. Yeah, and but- it's actually. While it's not working for now for the Black Sea wheat, which is stuck at the same time, which is also weird. Like yesterday, I was uh, talking with guys in the market, and uh, when when I asking separately about wheat, some were saying that uh, yeah, there is little demand because people are like just managing risk and not uh, hurry to buy. But then I was like, okay, if they are managing this and not hurry to buy, why corn is increasing and why there are trades happening for corn, for Ukrainian corn? Like, corn people are not uh, in the risk. Yeah. You know, it's a bit weird. So, so I think the driver in our region for now, especially in Ukraine and Russia, it's more about the real demand and uh, 
the regulations if we're talking about Russia, yeah. But uh, another thing that's also affecting uh, the market right now because of that situation is the currency and the currencies uh, yeah. in Ukraine and Russia dropping a lot. And <clears throat> for example, what it means for Ukraine is that uh, it's hard to buy now if you are originating in Ukraine and you have to buy some cargoes. It's hard to buy in Grivna uh, because nobody wants Grivna right now. It's yeah. our local currency. So they only want USD and the price is increasing on the domestic market. And the same happening in Russia, but in Russia it's different. Uh, if Ukraine uh, uses like sometimes our local currency, sometimes USD, but Russia is mostly in uh, in their local currency in rubles and the price was increasing like pretty much uh, for the rest of the days and it also means that at some point the price will increase to the level when uh, traders again uh, will have a very very thin margin so uh, because of uh, export price is still stable so mm. it's still the same level as uh, last week, but at the same time, uh, domestic market is uh, increasing. So again, traders have to manage that. So they can't go higher on the export market because nobody will buy it. Yes, nobody is buying that at this price, but at the same time, they have to originate and pay it more. So tricky situation for them as well. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of moving parts at the moment. Yeah. And Masha, I don't want to keep you too much longer because I know it's uh, early morning for you and, and, you, and you've got a long day of, you know, ahead of you. So have you got one last thought for people over here and around the world about what's happening at the moment? One last sentence or, or paragraph to, to, to give us one, one final thought from Masha. Uh, is it related to grain or just? Just anything. Just, just anything. Well, I would just say to all people that please stop watching news all the time and your life would be great again. <laughs> that, prob that probably is, is a good tip uh, about almost every subject that's occurring around yes. the world at the moment. I yes. think the, the Australian population can take a, a leaf out of the book of the Ukrainians. That, you know, they're facing uh, all these troops on the border and they're still not panicking and buying toilet paper. And here we are in Australia. No troops on any borders, and uh, we, get into, a, we get into a mad panic every time there's a, <laughs> the slightest sniff of a COVID lockdown that the the, uh, the shelves are emptied. So maybe we need to you know, take it easy and relax a bit more, and uh, you know. And um, I can tell yeah. you, it really works because uh, I really have normal good life because I don't watch news. Well, the only news we have to watch is what's happening in the grain market anyway. Yes, 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 that's true. That's so, true. So, Masha, uh, thanks very much for taking the time out. It was, it was very short notice that we approached you. Um, and so thanks for taking the time out to, to record this. It's been good, good to hear your side of things. And uh, look, at the end of the day, I know a lot of people talk about how, it, you know, grain prices, it's good having higher grain prices if, if you're a farmer. I don't think anyone. Oh, yeah. I don't think anyone in the world wants grain prices off the back, high grain prices off the back of events like we're experiencing just now. Uh, yeah. but, but hopefully, hopefully things get resolved soon, and we can carry on, and we can get talking about weather or as and yeah, uh, let's talk weather <laughs> when, when. or another huge crop 
somewhere. Or another, another huge crop, yeah. another and a, a third year of, of record Australian crops. So so thanks thanks for coming along, and we will leave it there. Well, thanks again. Thanks, Master. Thank See you when you got nothing on. Ciao for now. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Have a good night already. It's night. It's oh, night. It's, it's night evening. time. <laughs> yep, evening.